0: Well, it's soccer show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, and it's three dollar bottles Miller Light nights at EPR. Nobody told me. <laughs> what, what are you drinking, Danny Brams?
1: I got a Wicked Weed Pernicious. Uh, back to my IPA roots. Love Wicked Weed. One of my favorite breweries in town. And decided to go with a little bitter hopper. And then I found out after I ordered it, it was three dollar bottle night. So who knows what my second beer will be? But I'm sucking this Pernicious <laughs> down like it's uh, something special. How many three dollar Miller Lights, could you drink in one night?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> the number's a lot lower than it used to be. That's all I can say. I used to drink for sport. I used to drink for showmanship, you know, was sort of almost like a self challenge, trying to break my own records. Now I drink for pure pleasure. So I, <laughs> I tend to uh, savor it a little slowly these days and try not to get not so much. Uh, I can stop myself at, at buzzed and tipsy these days, whereas back in the day I used to just plow my head down and go straight forward through to smashed. So there you go. I said,
0: Dave. <laughs> I'm exactly.
1: As good as I once was. No, but I'm, I can be as good as once as I ever was for sure. So what's the I number? So what's the number? Uh, I would, I could, pro- if I had to. I could easily throw down nine to twelve. Let's say, yeah, yeah between nine and twelve, easy, no, no problem. I was gonna land on double digit ten. Yeah, that was gonna be sure. my Just guess. call it ten, yeah. right
0: in the sweet spot. If I had
1: to, we're talking over a four-hour, three-hour period, all during a match, like during yes. taping. Like, what's the what's the time frame here?
0: During a night, a recording session during <laughs> the show,
1: during the show, one of these nights. Well, we do like to drink a little beforehand. Uh, there's a pre-party. The show is the party. And then there's a post-party, and it's gonna be a party. Mm-hmm. Here at Elizabeth Parlor Room this coming Saturday. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to the crew being here on Saturday night. We'll have the game
0: on all the TVs at Elizabeth Parlor Room at Hooligans FC here in Elizabeth. Uh, There's free parking here. You don't have to worry about that. Super easy to get here. Goldline drops you off right out front. Mm -hmm. Just come out and party. We've got this sick new banner. We're going to unveil yeah, the yeah, banner.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to unveil the first, banner first at the bar. First major expense of uh, of the show, uh, a budget. We t- we pushed the budget and got ourselves a banner, and we feel pretty good about it.
0: Mike Umberger is here. He hasn't seen the banner. Cannot. We, we we're going to unveil the banner to him. Beamer, I love it. Beamer oh, the bartender. Beamer has the bartender.
1: Seen. The legend. She's seen the banner. She snapped a photo of the banner. She was so impressed. So there you go. It's got to be approved. The banner's got to be approved. <laughs> we're working yeah, on approval, for sure, okay. for sure. Hopefully we'll be able to hang hang the banner at the party, and we're going to have a party, we're going to have a road game, we need a win, we're going to talk about how... Uh, I have a question, I want to ask you whether or not this game is a must win. I'm going to give you some time to marinate on that for a second, but I want to ask you another question, and it comes straight out of uh, what the gaffer, what the boss, what uh, Latanzio, Laddie Daddy had to say at his weekly press conference today. He said. Uh, something very prescient with, that I thought, which, you know, we've done a really good job as Charlotte FC supporters, like creating this culture and turning every game into a party. You know, the whole the, the club has made no secret of like, we want to make every game a party. That's how they help to sell tickets even when the team doesn't win. It's a good time, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> there, you know, you can debate whether that ach- mission was 100% achieved in the home opener last week. Uh, some people would probably say no. But regardless, what Latanzio said in the presser today was... Our team needs to start focusing on the game and not the event. You know, home opener, Anton Walks honoring, uh, now we're going to the first ever game in St. Louis's stadium. Like, he said that the team was a little bit too focused on sort of the event of the, of the match day last week, and he doesn't want that to happen again in game two.
0: That's weird because he was at the match last year and he could have been telling his his players that <laughs> yeah. before the match. Yeah, yeah. I, why, I why, why do I need to hear about it almost a week later? Well, he said it was hindsight. He said it was hindsight. It's an, it's an excuse he, it was, and it's one of many excuses that were made self evaluation.
1: You could call it self evaluation. There's already
0: a premature excuse as well in his press conference today too. He said well, St. Louis had a chance to gel last <laughs> year, for right. the, Playing in MLS. That's Next true. Pro. He did
1: build in his little trapdoor excuse as well for sure. So we've already I got the that.
0: excuse made for on for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. With Christian, oh no, we don't need it. I, I was on the afternoon rush, ESPN. Uh, the local affiliate here in Charlotte today, and Love they it. asked me about the match on Saturday night. What'd you tell and, them? About? And I think that they thought that I was out of my fucking mind when I told them that Latanzio's on the hot
1: seat. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? And, uh, that's how it works in the soccer world, you know? And you're, I tried to explain yeah, that you're to You're either all the way in or all the way out. And
0: I, the, the disclaimer that I gave them, I said, hey, just so you know, I've been consistent with this. I said, "Latanzio should have got the job full time after... Charlotte FC made the playoffs. Charlotte FC missed the playoffs, and right. it was just, it's its all on this show. You can see it for True. the last, you can listen to it right. for the last year. You're the consistent year. one.
1: I'm the flip-flopper. So, yeah, that's I, I flip-flop for dramatic effect. So to answer you your have, question, you so your answer your question
0: no, it's not a must-win. I'm mar- I've marinated I've charred I'm ready to, to to cook okay
1: and yeah did you have the the four hours in the
0: smoker it was know? four minutes yeah, I think yeah. this time to answer the question and I say no it's not a must win it's a must
1: draw I think it's a must win I think it's a must win it, uh, we can it,
0: it, it can't be a must win every week Danny we can't Brass. be
1: sitting at the bottom of the, the table with uh, the expansion club four or six points ahead of us is the problem it just we can't sit there we can't like fight our way back from the bottom up to the top this year we have to we we need to like be playing from a position well of here's strength. The, here's the good news. we need to be here's playing from news. a position of strength it's
0: mathematically impossible for st louis to be four points ahead of charlotte fc after this match so you can at least uh, take, well, okay you well, can yeah, at least we take the one point. yeah
1: sorry i forgot to give us credit for the point There'd be three <laughs> or six whatever who cares so you can at i least think it's a must win you can take Salas, you, and you you say it's a can't lose. I say it's a must win. You know, we're we're talking past each other here, but that's the beauty of the draw for sure.
0: But I don't mean to be hot on Latanzio coming out of the gate. It just is what it is. Where um, we talked about uh, this the, the selection on Saturday, and we'll see what he does with the selection. He right. was he was critical of, of Enzo Capetti as well, saying that Enzo was making basically useless runs yeah, on the pitch. Right. So we're coming out of our first match, and the manager's already saying that our, our new striker is making useless runs, and he has to spend his energy in a way that is actually, actually going to help the team, not just get him fit. Which, which by the way, he seems like he's fit, and I, I think the entire team seems like it's fit. So that means everybody is up for selection, except for Guzman Carujo, he's out for the match. Kalina also officially Christian out. Christian Kalina week, out for the match. both,
1: both were doing more in training this week than they had done the previous week so step their baby steps getting back to the availability Adam Armour
0: officially out for the match as well just just wait we need an update on the timing there but there is no remember there is there is no (laughs) timetable but but he's but but he's but but they're ahead of schedule. No timetable, but ahead of schedule. That's exactly. what we know exactly. about the injuries with the it,
1: squad. It's in the quantum realm, basically, at this point, for sure.
0: I uh, heard I heard that uh, Charlotte FC has 100 tickets to this match. So the, the amount of tickets that St. Louis gave Charlotte for this Saturday night's match was only 100. Seems low. Does seem
1: low? Seems a little low. I know it was a hot ticket. I, we looked for tickets at times, and they were extremely pricey. What was on the, the price? It, it, it was over three hundred dollars. Yeah, people were selling fifty dollars face value tickets for three hundred fifty bucks on uh, secondary StubHub and stuff like that. Uh, I actually did get a chance through some of my fantasy buddies. They, they offered me a, a free ticket to go. I said, I, got, I can't go to St. Louis. A free I got th- ticket to ride. <laughs> <laughs> I got the watch party. I can't go to St. Louis. What are you free talking about? Yeah, I'm ride. in Elizabeth uh, Parler room. they so. are going to ride the Gold Line. Yeah, exactly. I'll be right. Yeah, I got a free ticket somewhere, and it's right here <laughs> in this room via the Gold Line. Uh, side note, we'll probably be here early for anyone that wants to come watch UNC Duke. This is not a... Uh, we don't really recognize other sports on this podcast, mm-hmm. but we can't deny the fact that UNC Duke hoops is happening. I got to tell you one has thing. Has a daddy. lot of special interest. I do not care that I don't UNC care. Duke is on. I don't care, but I know we've had but some team folks that have it, said they might, yeah, won't show yeah, up early, we, so I'll be here early right. if anyone wants to. So you know. if you
0: want to watch right. it, you can come here, you can, right. and watch on your phone in the corner <laughs> while yeah, we've we'll, got soccer yeah, yeah, on exactly. us
1: We'll be playing. MLS. We'll be working with Beamer to get this Apple app figured out. Get MLS on all the screens for sure. Oh, you
0: were trying to watch Uh, uh, the replay of the match during the podcast. We were having tech issues. (laughs) That's okay. But but, 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 but something that you did do, you watched St. Louis's match against Austin
1: today. At home. And I want your scouting
0: report. It's that time of the week. It's the Danny Bram scouting report. St. Louis City SC
1: FC. City, Wanderers, Rovers United, <laughs> the, all the the all alphabet soup, they, they were calling them City SC, that's what all the announcers kept calling them, City SC, so like, uh, fuck you if you live in St. Louis County, I guess, by the way, like, like <laughs> this club is not for you, it is only for the city, thank you very much, if you live in the county, you know, you might as well go be a Sporting KC fan at this point, because St. Louis, uh, City SC uh, is hosting us, you know they're going to be hype. I think it's a good thing for us that they won their first game because it was kind of a smash and grab, go steal the point, three points uh, thing that they did to Austin with two late goals that were.
0: I mean, the cops were late that <laughs> night because they smashed <laughs> and grabbed three different yeah. times.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was all we know who's guilty because there's this kid Kip Keller who uh, plays, who actually didn't start the match for Austin. He was one of their high draft picks. He's a, one of the highly touted center backs from last. year. He's like the homedy Diop of last year, basically uh, drafted in the super draft and all that. Uh, he didn't start the match. Grew up in St. Louis. Julio Cascante, Austin's starting center back, gets injured. They, Ten minutes in, they sub in Kip Keller, and things just proceeded Change. to go drastically wrong. The kid wow, made, that's weird. That's the like, kid made errors. The local St. Louis kid made errors that cost Austin three goals conceded to St. Louis. I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy-minded guy. Well, actually, I am a conspiracy-minded guy, but wrap your head around that one. Wow. You know, it's, he's the perfect sleeper agent. He didn't start the match. So you're saying that
0: the three goals are a bit of a fluke? and Definitely. And most definitely. One was a
1: set piece that was the, Tim Parker came in unmarked. The other one, he literally... So uh, St. Louis has a guy named Jared Stroud on their team. And Stroud used to play on Austin last year. So Stroud right. like yelled at Kip Keller. He's like, hey, Kip, Kip, pass it to me. And kept like passing to the guy because like oh yeah I'm I always pass it to Stroud you know right. when we're practicing on the B team and training you know like I get passed to Stroud all the time it's like oh wait Stroud's on the other team now so f that that led to like a free one on one versus the keeper goal that they scored and then just like a so, late it sounds like yeah. you're making
0: a lot of excuses for Austin it does it just well, sounds well, you like. you know there's...
1: I do have a soft spot for the very days in my heart I, I grew up in I didn't grow up in Austin but I, I did some growing up in Austin as I lived there for about a total ten years
0: all that no but seriously you're not doing that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not going to take away three goals against two at Austin. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to take anything away. Right, from they that. earned them for I, sure. My, but so, so, the, so what you're saying is, the scouting report is this is a beatable squad. Beatable and it's a must squad. Win, it's a beatable squad and a must-win game. It, That's the kind of expect, expectations you're going to set for this weekend. I feel completely different. I think that Charlotte FC is going to lose. I think that they might lose two-nil, maybe even three-nil or three-to-one. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah! Wow! What what what's our timestamp on the pod here? Like that was a what what bomb I, we're just dropped. on the,
0: we're on the different we're just on bomb, different sides this week.
1: Bomb dropped by Mr. Hayes. We're gonna go lose to the expansion St. Louis City. Wow! Uh, for the record, I, my prediction is two two nil Charlotte win. Uh, I know that oh can be a little basic, but what's the they have a bad what? goal. Have, okay. See, so here's the deal: Berkey was shaking goal. Berkey's a bad goalkeeper. The two goals he gave up were way softer than what St. Louis scored against Austin. Uh, Austin just didn't didn't really like grab this, the match by the scruff of the neck, and I think our team, having been sort of shaken into like like if we had won the previous the home opener against New England, I would feel worse about our chances going into St. Louis. But because we lost, it's like a wake up. Man, call.
0: that is some good Galaxy brand shit. It's right? a wake up call. It's it's a, yeah, it's a good
1: loss, right? Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a good exactly. loss, and
0: and that means changes. That means changes. There's got to be changes. But but, what, but before we get into our projected eleven, because you're going to make changes to your eleven this week, aren't you? Have you?
1: Have to. Uh, some painful changes. It's gonna have to use the wisdom of Solomon on a cute few of these decisions for sure.
0: By the way, we will tweet that projected eleven out. You can you can interact with us at for the crown baby
1: on social. That's what we do, yeah. Tweet
0: Danny Bram's. Get in Danny <laughs> Bram's mentions. Okay? Get in his Get in mentions. My
1: face. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you I can... won't respond at first, but if you keep poking the bear, then I'll just unleash the tirade, basically. Like I, I try to hold out, I try to like behave myself on social media for a while and then like finally like the dam breaks and I just like unleash like I don't know. <laughs> through the keyboard, he's, so he's yeah. being he's being very <laughs> negative about the squad. tonight. you're the one that just predicted the loss. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I, I like the squad. I will say about St. Louis, they they're a team that presses. They try to press just like us, just like Red Bulls, just like the Union. Like they're a team that like looks like us in a lot of respects for sure. They kind of are. I wouldn't call them a, a perfect mirror image, but they do look a lot like us. They got a striker up top named Klaus, who comes from the—he's uh, a Brazilian who came from the German league. I love those like Brazilian uh, uh, heritage guys who have sort of the European names, just from like just like accidents of history and, and things like that. So, yeah, guy named Klaus—you know—you think he'd be a German, but he's actually like has a Brazilian uh, background. Oh. Um, although he did play in Europe as well. And then you got uh, uh, Eduard Leuven, who's sort of like their free kick specialist, he's kind of like their Ashley Westwood, if you will, and. He was dangerous. He's he had a lot of nice free kicks. He had a really brilliant corner kick for their first goal. Like, it was bad defense, but like because the guy just came in unmarked to meet it. But it was the kick was in a perfect spot to be met. So like they do. I'm not saying that they can't hurt us for sure. Uh, they did. They do have a lot of chemistry together, as uh, Laddie Daddy brought up uh, the fact that they played a lot. You know, their beat that most of their guys played a lot of matches together in USL and Next Pro what, last year. So. The,
0: the, the the pressing question is, what is Barbie's next creation. Right? <laughs> that's that's the only thing that people care about across. The Charlotte area, oh, the man. Carolinas. They're asking, like, what type of what merchandise? Come up, what will he come up with will next? Co- will yeah, will exactly. be dropped next week. For, yeah. Forget about all those custom shops that work with Charlotte FC. Right. Seven
1: hundred four. Way too expensive. Yeah. You know. God, yeah, I'm not glory, even... glory Days Apparel. Uh, you know, who can get has time to get down to that shop? You can just order through friend of the tremendous friend of the show, Matt Barbie M B R E uh, Real Estate uh, M B R E Business uh, Enterprise. I think uh, on Twitter, I forget. Is what's, what's that website? used to be Sports. That website
0: you can use. To create your own shit,
1: uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know what site it's Etsy. Etsy. Yeah, it's yeah, Etsy. Etsy for sure. I, I yeah. bought
0: him like a koozie off of there. Now you know it's like he's got guys. Listen, he's got to he's got to get gas money. Right, he's, he's driving to the I matches mean, from Greensboro. Guy, so like,
1: hook this guy up with some you spare know, gas you money. expenses. Yeah,
0: expensive yeah. gas it's bad. Are you can't make that trip right.
1: twice a week. Right.
0: I mean, you got to make sure that the gas is he's, paid.
1: He's coming up with some nice t-shirts and shoes that uh, any suit Charlotte FC super fans are going to want to have for sure. Speaking of Charlotte FC
0: superfans, a lot of drama this week between the entire Charlotte FC superfan <laughs> universe, which, by the way, I, I, I'm looking at from afar, and not that I'm judging or anything, but it seems like it's uh,
1: not going great. You're staying above the fray on it. Let's just put it that way, for sure. <laughs> is, your, is your popcorn out, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough time in Charlotte FC fan base because everyone was so hyped up. And then we take the L, and it's like everyone's looking for fingers to point, people to blame. And, and fans have turned on each other a little bit in this fan base. So I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, you hate to see it. It's not something that we're, we're trying to stay as, like, as far away from that as possible as, as, uh, as fans and as, as supporters of this group and as TFOs. Uh, you know, I think here's what I'm going to say. The lay of the land when it comes to Charlotte FC supporters groups is not what it looks like today. It's not going to look like that in five years. Let's just put it that way because something has to happen with like the 25 different supporters groups we have going. I think it needs to be a little streamlined. I know everybody likes to do their own thing, but Uh. it's not going great. (laughs) It's not going great. Let's just put it that way for sure. And we finally did get the uh, replay of Charlotte, New England here play. Yeah, we got it on. Shout out to Beamer. She did the work. She figured out how to make Apple TV work. We very oh, oh, uh, and, and
0: there's one of those instances where Enzo Capetti was complaining towards the referee. He's bargaining with the referee all night. But the reason why I pointed at the screen was not because it was on. was because Nathan Byrne just got cooked inside the box. Ooh.
2: Byrne was and, rough. And, and
0: Sisniega. Cisne- yeah. He made an unbelievable save. About 27 minutes of the match. We, we, we don't... We did the rewatch. You did the rewatch. Yeah. We did that podcast. You can go back. You can go on our YouTube page, by the way. And you Very can, cool. You and you can check out our, our now YouTube-friendly shows. Our match recaps will be on YouTube every single week.
1: We've had a blast with that. Right. I'm, I'm Charlotte so, Soccer Show is back in, in video form, in YouTube form. You we, know, we, like, we, like said,
0: we said we were going to be on YouTube. <clears throat> we're there. Right? Yeah. We're still keeping our audio format here, we said we were going to find a home base, we found it here at EPR we've got the match on, we're ready to rock and we're looking forward to seeing everybody on Saturday night, I want this place bumping
1: slowly but surely this little fun fan passion project is growing into into a real community and we're like I'm proud of it, again I'm here for the soccer, we do it for, we do this because we love soccer and we love home, home and we love Charlotte and we love you know Supporting the home team, and that's that's why we do this show. Wow! But, gotta, and, and by the way, I
0: just realized this was not the replay of the match. This, this is, is recap. the highlight of the match. Yeah. And, and there's New England off the post, right? In the in the 61st minute.
1: Yeah, and then the uh, yeah, Kessler who did eventually score the game when he go, goes off the post. Then Pablo makes a nice diving, diving catching save. I haven't seen any
0: Charlotte FC highlights.
1: Yeah, I think they showed Westwood's miss. <laughs> I think they showed Westwood's <laughs> miss in the box on the ball from Mora but. Yeah, just, you know, to get back to what we're talking about, just, like, we love, like, the new friends we've made through this show. You shouted out Umberger, who's here having a beer with us. Uh, he's going to tell us some independent stuff in the next segment. He's uh,
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot like, to say, he's going to be on yeah, the show. He's
1: one, of, he's one of the new friends we've been able to make, you know. Uh, it's it's in the the numbers in the in the double digits, if not the 20s at this point, of, like, friends that I've been able to make just through one year of being a Charlotte FC fan and podcaster. So, like, definitely want to keep that up. And all I would say is I'm with you, John. I'm not judging but like, and obviously it's all ban- it's all banter on a certain level. But like, think before you tweet a, a, on some of this stuff because like, people are like going at each other and it's getting a little vicious. And like, just think like, I don't know. What do you really feel proud? Hit and send on that. Like I, to steal a, a line from Herm Edwards on his uh, NFL rookie seminar. You know, don't press send. You know, just like, do you really need to like? Do you really need to fire off that angry screed at someone that you may or not have ever even met? Does it really matter when we're supposedly all here for the same goals and here to support the same club? Just, like, let's be kinder. Let's have a kinder, gentler Charlotte FC fan base in general and, like, realize, like, what we're all here for. To get off my—if maybe I'm so boxing there, I don't know.
0: Charlotte is a soccer city. What that means is the entire community enjoys the game of soccer. Right. Who you support is just part of the entire equation because just the love of the game is what should transcend everything else and to, to have infighting within supporters groups to me that's a little bit um and and by the way i i will own the fact that in the past we have had you know some i'll call it drama with other charlotte <laughs> fc podcasts right. And that, that trying shit, to
1: evolve past that,
0: that shit got squashed.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and and,
0: and, yeah, in and my ap- mind, did ap- yeah. apologies were made. Yeah, i, I publicly apologized on <laughs> right, the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. For the things that I said. So I think that. Yeah. Right.
1: Hopefully, a, a year later, we've evolved past, it and hopefully, others can can evolve as well and, and get to get, get raise the collective level. Because again, like it's like you know, hey, when when I see when. Outsider, co. oh, these Charlotte FC fans always fighting with each other. Oh, Danny Brams, you're a Charlotte FC fan? Oh, who are you fighting with? I'm not fighting with anybody. I'm not <laughs> fighting with anybody. I'm fighting with St. Louis, City, SC, FC, SC, Rovers United, Wanderers.
0: It's, it's the first home game. It's the inaugural season for this club. It feels so fresh and it feels so relatable because everybody just went through this. and it's exciting and you know how lit that atmosphere is going to be but I think the one thing that I can draw on and I think maybe the players should draw on going into this uh, environment on Saturday night it's an 8.30 kick which I think St. Louis is central time so maybe it's 7.30 yes it is 7.30 yeah 7.30 local 8.30 Eastern yep and either way the, the crowd is going to be crazy at that time of night it's going to be an amazing experience but Last year, LA Galaxy came into our place. This year, New England Revolution came into our place and got a result. So even though I think this team, ultimately, I I told you my prediction off the top, will lose this match and I, I just needed to get off my chest so you got my vibe for the rest of the podcast, I would love to be surprised on Saturday night. I would love to be partying here instead of wondering what went wrong for the second half we're going or for the, for the second match of the season. We're going to take a break, we're going to get some new beers, and we're going to talk about the projected 11, we're going to talk about what Charlotte FC should look like on the pitch. I've got a ton of changes. And the reason why is because... Send, ring the changes, baby. We talked about this before the season. How many players could potentially sure. sh- start for Charlotte FC on the roster? And it was a lot. So that means when you lose game one and you're going into a new environment, you know what it's time to do? Shuffle the deck. Yeah. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, We'll get into that next. I'm pumped to, to be here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. i oh, for y'all to be listening to the podcast. I'm pumped for the watch party on Saturday night. We'll be back after this to talk about our projected 11s and whether Charlotte FC makes five, six changes on Saturday night. We're back. on the podcast and I think I've got
1: my fourth $3 Miller Lite here at Danny Bramps. Killing it. $3 bottles. Cheers to you. Running back the same thing? I went back to the Wicked Weed. What could I say? It's been a while since I had it. One of my faves. I'm going to stick with it for a minute. It didn't treat me wrong the first time. And you drinking Miller Lights caused you to predict Charlotte FC to lose the next match, so I I wanted nothing to do with that. I feel like there's some poison in that bottle. I'm being cheap tonight. (laughs) Cheap takes? (laughs) you know, Cheap takes. Let's see. Latonzo hot seat. Charlotte's going to lose. $3 Miller Lights. Uh, This is like uh, high school John all of a sudden, you know, just trolling everybody and drinking cheap beer. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm excited, because that's a bad
0: thing. I'm excited because Mike Berger, he's hanging by. I appreciate him hanging by. He's going to be on the show. So our, our, our special third segment tonight, uh, the Independence. We, Danny don't always, Brams. we don't always go
1: three segments, so this is very special.
0: Yeah, it's fun to add a third segment to the show. So we're going to do that on the back end here. Talk about the Independence, a, a, a great signing for the league today. They, they bring back a legend to the club.
1: Two uh, weeks away from starting, there's going to be Charlotte is a soccer city, and we can't wait. Our second watch party, the 18th. Uh, when we play Orlando, Charlotte FC, plays Orlando at 7:30 on uh, the 18th. 5 p.m. Independence kickoff their season opener against Richmond Kickers. We'll be we'll be at that game in the hopefully either in the indie supporter section or maybe we'll get some sideline passes. Who knows? Maybe we'll big time it. But uh, we're going to go straight from that game. We're going to watch that match. We're going to come right over here to Elizabeth Parler Room, get our second watch party going. Uh, there's a lot of soccer in March. Uh-huh. Big time soccer month.
0: I'm excited for for that that night as Can't much wait. as i am excited for saturday night we'll see overton we'll see. yeah we'll, cease and, and we'll talk going? we'll talk about it. We, we wanted charlotte fc to play the independence but at least we got crown legacy versus independence and problem
1: is that, that was behind closed doors except we have a very special guest who had some eyes on that match so exactly uh, should,
0: should be good mike was there so we're, we're going to talk about that in our third segment uh, but for now danny brams it's all about the changes it's the changes to the lineup. And we're gonna start with you.
1: How many change? You said ten. You said you change everybody. Just ten changes. Uh, Pablo, Pablo, half of pl- that. Pablo plus ten. I think five is possible. Okay, I'm gonna be is- a little more conservative. I'm gonna say, as much as it hurts, you gotta change gains. You gotta put. You gotta take gains out. And you gotta put Vargas in, and then I think you gotta take Uzviak out and you gotta put Shinichiki in. To me, it's just the wings. You change the wings, you change the game. Those guys. Uh, If you look there, I think you tweeted out, uh, uh, retweeted a stat uh, from the show account at For the Crown Baby earlier this week that was like Vargas had the second most key passes on the team. Yes. And Shin had the third most, I think. So, like, two of our top three uh, chance creators were guys that only played 10, 15 minutes uh, cameos. Those guys need to come on sooner. They need to be starting, unfortunately. As much as I love Gaines and I'll continue to support Gaines and and call for him to, he's still budding superstar Gaines to me in my book. He was not as effective as I wanted to see, and I think let's put him back on the bench and bring him yeah. in as a super sub and see what happens. Vargas is a creator. I think Vargas is easier to shut down. Like I worry that we stick Vargas out there and expect him to be the savior, and then all of a sudden like the defenders just play off him and let him just like dribble into traps and stuff like that, and they shut him down just as easily as they shut down gangs. I'm worried about that. But when you lose like that at home, you got to make some changes, and those were the two changes I would make: is the wings. Tell me where I'm not going far enough.
0: What about the the wing backs slash fullbacks? What about the players that were drifting all over the place during the match? You've had, right. You had you had you had Joe Mora basically playing where uh, Ashley Westwood was yes. playing in yeah. the center of the pitch, just drifting yeah. into Bill Tuiloma as well, who I was critical of after that match is really not being. Um, critical to the squad, maybe not being positive in his, um, being a little little too conservative with his
1: approach. Will he change that? I felt should... Burn was so ineffective. Like you got really the early yellow, the other fullback just stopped, stopped playing.
0: Burn at the other fullback position. Could you? How many changes do you make at the back? I think you should make at least two.
1: Yeah, I mean you can for sure. I don't. I actually don't expect it to happen, but I see where you're going with this because Jalen should play. Jalen deserves to play. Uh, as much as we went out to go get Byrne, a guy who like was really good for a couple of years in the English Championship, that doesn't necessarily make him I a, a locked-in starter Jaylen over Jalen Lindsay, Lindsay to me.
0: Jalen Lindsay has done nothing but work his ass off. Right. Why are we playing right. older backs? Latanzio needs to trust his youth. Right. There's other managers in the league that have, that have trusted his youth.
1: Yeah, and Look at Noel Buck, the 17-year-old that New England put in their starting 11. He dominated us. That sucked. That sucked. To, like, I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, this guy's 17? I was like so pissed. Yeah.
0: Let's trust yeah. uh, Jalen Lindsey to put in a shift. Mm-hmm. Let's trust him to be fit. Right? Right. Let's, let's, let's trust that.
1: Knuckles. Knuckles Lindsey.
0: Should we trust Diop? Should should Diop play on the left back? This would be an insane debut for yeah. a player. I don't think I don't think Latanzio does it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted Athel to start the last game. He so Athel for Mora. He had played the most preseason minutes uh, at left back, and I didn't understand why he was then like banished and didn't even get to play. Especially because Moore took a bad knock and almost had to sub out at one point. It looked like Athel kind of jumped up off the subs bench and like did a quick warm up, but then Joe was good to go. Again, it's not that. Mora and Tuoloma played bad games individually, but they just didn't fit into the team concept that we had established in the preseason. We looked really, really good. So uh, uh, Latanzio said it at his presser today. He echoed the, what we said on this very show last week, which was or Sunday night, excuse me, which was uh, that it was they played. They looked like a collection of individuals, not a team. Everybody was trying to do it himself. Every Every guy took responsibility. Like I'm going to be the one that's going to go win this one for the squad, and it didn't. It didn't work out. And so again, the individual performances, by, in a vacuum, not bad, but just did not look like we played as a team last week. And that's got to improve. That's that. It's got to improve instantly. You
0: know how you improve that instantly? Immediately. You know how you do that? You start players who have been together for the right. long haul from the beginning of this franchise. Jalen Lindsey is one of those players, right? Right. It's too bad Guzman can't be there. Addison Milanda, I think, obviously, he's going to be sure. uh, in the starting lineup uh, there as well. He's I,
1: Charlotte through and through.
0: I think Derek Jones should be in the lineup. I think Derek Jones should play. I yeah. think that his physicality and his abil- and his technical ability with the ball is going to be key in this match. Yeah. I mean, he needs to have the opportunity to be a little positive.
1: Do you drop Tua or do you drop Ronico for him? That's the question. Uh, I drop... Tua Loma.
0: And I put Derek Jones in that position and I say, we trained you here. You ready for this? Right. And show me something a little bit more aggressive here. Um, but I know what's going to happen and Latanzio's
1: not going to do that. So right. I expect Tua Loma there. DJ just like if, if, well, if in an alternate world if there's an alternate world where like Derek Jones is like the best player in the world because he just never seems to get his opportunity despite the talent that's there.
0: Oh, I can call somebody else yeah. out like that too. <laughs> yeah, His name's Andre Shinyashiki. Yashiki. Right. 100% fucking bullshit that this guy never plays from minute 1. Right. I don't understand it. Right. I don't understand and, it.
1: And you know, halftime substitutions are a drastic measure, but you were ready for subs half last week. You can- when we were meet at the supporters bar outside the Lowe's gate Inside the Lowe's gate, outside Section One Twenty One. What you you walked up and you're like, not good enough. This is not good. This is like like sub immediately and like, we. To Why be, are managers afraid to do halftime subs? I don't know. You got five of them. We didn't even use all of ours. So like, we're leaving substitutions on the table. Let's 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 do it. You know, let's. If it's the right move, it. It's, if it's the right move at 60, it's usually the right move at 45. I'll say that for sure. And then when you end up not bringing guys until 75, then it's like too late. So. I think Latanzio. A lot of people, a lot of Charlotte FC observers have have noted that he seems to. He's still like getting the feel of when to do subs as as a head man, as a manager, as a lifetime assistant who's in his first career head coaching job in his 50s. He's still. That's some an aspect of managing that he needs to get a better feel for. I think is like the right time to sub. I'd love to talk to him about it and get like what's going through his mind. In the fifty-fifth to seventieth minute, like why he's not making subs. Like if I could ask Christian Lontanzio one question, I would ask him, what's what what's the switch in your head that says, okay, now's the time to sub? And what, what takes it so long to, to go?
0: The parallel that I'm drawing right now is Antonio Conte.
1: Someone you know very well. Same sort of
0: philosophy. In that substitution's are late in the match after the 70th minute subbing in the 62nd minute is actually early so we had discussions about what an italian manager would bring to the squad and the style of football that is played in that area of the world and how you come up and how you see the match and this is so important when we talk about managers here because i think when you really want to understand how the game is played at the highest level you have to understand where the grassroots foundation of the people that are actually playing and making decisions come from. And I think Latanzio could be a conservative coach. I just think that he's a conservative manager. And that's why, like, my idea, I said that five changes would could be happening, and I'm, like, dead serious that it's so easy to do. Yeah. You put in Lindsey, right? Yep. You put in Derek Jones. Yep. You put in Vargas. Yep. You put in... Shinny. Um, Shinnyashiki. And that gets you to four. Affle. And then you could put an affle as well if you wanted to. There's
1: your five subs. you You
0: could get up to five changes for this match. And good managers know how to do that. And we spoke about Antonio Conte, and we'll speak about Spurs as well in this moment. And the reason why is because what happened to Tottenham this week in the FA Cup, Danny, was that Sheffield United is in a championship promotion battle. Right. And they made eight changes from their championship side <laughs> from the wild. weekend, yeah. right? Because they have Blackburn this weekend. Right. And they want to make... Sh- and it's a huge match in the championship table. And they were able to rotate eight people Beat Tottenham and be in a good position for right. Saturday. Sheffield is right. against Blackburn. And These you have to change. You have to make changes.
1: Yeah. We're both on record that depth is a strength of the squad this year. So let's show it. Let's let's prove that right out of the gate and and make some changes that can affect. So just shake up some mentalities again. Like <laughs> if. It's not inconceivable that Tua Loma does start again, but that Derrick Jones comes in for Brant Moronico. And I think Brant had a pretty good game in terms of like... He
0: had a very good game.
1: Brant has found a way at the end of last year, and you saw it here in this first game, to make more of an impact on offense. He sent more crosses into the box. Uh, he, he was on the wings more. And like Brant's game is still developing and evolving and getting better, but like does he still have the undroppable status? I'm not sure.
0: I say yes based on my changes. Uh, sure. My, you know, it's like I... At this point, yes. Would you be shocked, though? Uh, he was one of the... I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be disappointed.
1: Okay. I love it. And Spoken like a true dad. The
0: reason... <laughs> why? I, I don't have any experience in that area, <laughs> but you do. I have a dog dad, but that's not even close how
1: How often are you not shocked, but disappointed in Finn? <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> that, that is a good question. Uh,
0: but, you know, he's... If you look at the ratings, he's up at the top of the list. And by the way, he was on that list of key passes.
1: Yeah, that's true. Bronny, yeah, Bronny was on the top five list for sure. So yeah, I, I think Bronny's making an impact. He's I think he's still one of the most underrated mids, but I'm just saying, like, that's how deep our squad is. Is that like when it comes to three guys for two spots, Jones, Westwood, Bronico. Any combination, any two of those three is good in my book. Even as much as I love Westwood,
0: yeah, and you have to rotate anyway.
1: Exactly, that's all all I'm saying.
0: And remember, there's so many competitions coming up with Charlotte FC. You've got the U.S. Open Cup. You've got. I wanted to call it Nations
1: League, but it's uh, 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 League's Cup. League's, Leagues Cup. Cup, yeah, yeah, League's, Leagues, Leagues Cup. Cup, yeah, yeah. yeah. League's Cup between who wouldn't want to do well in the inaugural League's Cup? Right. I think it's actually it's not the inaugural. They actually did it last year, but it's a it was like a mini version. This is the real first time in this yeah. format.
0: So there's there's a, a lot of games that are going to be coming fast and furious for Charlotte FC. Saturday night is one of them. Uh, we're we're really excited for it so. and. You know, we're going we're to be here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. We're going to be having a great time. Make sure you, you get over here if you can. And if you can't, um, we'll make sure to take some photos and, and throw it out on our Twitter page, at For the Crown Baby.
1: Sounds like a must-win to me.
0: You've, you've, uh, you've, you've made that point perfectly clear. I, I don't say must-win. I say can't lose, <laughs> which is a really good call by you. Um, so we appreciate you being here with us on the show. I think we got a lot squeezed into this episode so far. Um, and ultimately, I could be looking like an absolute asshole on Sunday morning if Charlotte FC goes on the road and gets this job done. I just think that they won't. Hey, What's it, your prediction? Doesn't you does
1: doesn't make you a bad fan to predict a loss. It's a, it's you're still a real fan even if you think your team might be headed for a loss. That's okay. I hope you're you, wrong. You said
0: two nil. You, you think I said
1: two nil. Charlotte wins. Yeah, I think Berkey, not a good goalkeeper. I think. The film sessions this week will bear fruit in terms of like how, learning how to like stop what St. Louis is offering, which wasn't much. Again, like I said, let's just get not. Uh, Austin did give up a lot of corner kicks to St. Louis. That's what I would say. Just let's not give up these set pieces that allowed St. Louis to sort of stay in the game. Go from there.
0: We're going to have two topics on the other side. We're going to talk about Charlotte FC for one last segment. We're going to talk about Carol Sviderski and what he can do on Saturday night. You asked who is undroppable. Carroll, of course, is undroppable. What does he have to do on Saturday night? How can he improve his positioning on the pitch? We're going to talk about that next as well uh, with Mike Umberger, who's going to give us an update on the Charlotte Independence. Massive signing today, Two weeks away. Two weeks away. And a win already against Crown Legacy. Whew. So you know the
1: Indy wanted to win that one it's, for sure. It's a Charlotte Darby.
0: yeah, and friendly. we're, we're going to talk about it. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny
1: Brams. Make sure you follow him.
0: Make sure you talk. No, to No, unfollow him. me. No, please. Make, no, talk <laughs> to him there. Block that's, me. That's,
1: that's it will probably block me to be honest. That's what I deserve. You can follow me if
0: you want <laughs> at John Hayes on air. Follow the show at For the Crown Baby. We, we
1: won't even it. know Twitter's so buggy these days we won't even know if people follow it us really is us but so, you,
0: yeah. you know what's not buggy? <laughs> YouTube. Find us there. Yes. The Charlotte Thank Soccer God. Show. On YouTube. We're here. It's a Thursday night. It's March 2nd. Everything's in bloom here in Charlotte Danny. Early spring. It is gr- early spring. Gr-
1: Groundhog did uh, did not see a shadow, barely even realized that shadows exist as a concept this year, I think. So mm-hmm.
0: we're gonna re-rack. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. We're back after this. <laughs>
1: Cheers. Cheers. What are you drinking? Guinness. What do you got? Love a Guinness. I'm I'm staying on the pernicious. It's treating me right tonight, I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> that's, that's what just... I get it taken
0: America. Oh yeah, Charlotte Tucker show. And that's it, that's the voice of Mike Umberger. He's making his debut Hello. on the show tonight. Cheers <laughs> to that. We have brought a lot of Cheers. last year we
1: brought a lot of good guests on the show. We brought, you know, our friend Caleb Burns Hefner, our friend Matt Gesslin, among others. Willie P. filled in, Jess charman has been on, but I feel honored. This might be our, our the the <laughs> highest profile guest we've ever had. This Gosh. guy is a legend in the Charlotte soccer scene. If you've been to an Independence game, you know him as the capo that's always waving <laughs> the flag. Uh, easy to spot because he's got a great mustache. We're talking about Mike Gumberger. Uh, just, uh, just a guy who's here to celebrate Charlotte and Charlotte soccer. And Charlotte's a soccer city. We love Charlotte FC. You, you know, you tend to lean towards those things that are played at that higher level, the MLS level, but you and I, John, we both have a little bit of punk rock in our soul, and we like to go, you know, look out for the little guy, as it were, a little bit, and, and, and give some love to like, that smaller enterprise that's really like, still doing wonderful things, and I would call Charlotte Independence that for sure. I've, I went to Independence games before Charlotte ever, FC ever existed or even was announced, and I still go, and I'm very proud to be consider myself a fan and supporter of both clubs.
0: Man, dude, that was awesome. It Was like, why don't you get down on one knee and just profess your love? I
1: mean, he's already married. What can I say?
0: <laughs> uh, so it's it's true, Mike, and uh, what you what you've done with the club is is fantastic and today specifically I, I'm interested in like this insane news that Charlotte Independence, you're talking about a record goal scorer, you're talking about somebody bring back to the club, you're talking about good vibes. This team seems like it's coming together and could be pretty damn good this
1: season.
2: Yeah, King, uh, Dan Kelly, King Kelly, um, he is sort of an OG independence player from my view. He played on the team, I think in 2020, 2021, uh, that's when I really started to notice him. And, uh, when the independence moved to their current home at the Legion, uh, Dan Kelly was just banging in goals. Really, really fun to watch player. Yeah. Right. Like, um, could you imagine that? Like. Just bang like that's what you for Charlotte FC
0: just like somebody who's like yeah. signing somebody that's banging banging right. goals. We thought that was gonna be competitive. Can, yeah, maybe he will. Yeah. Maybe yeah. He will on, on <laughs> fall on, on Saturday night.
2: But yeah, I mean, if you're an MLS fan, you may not have uh, heard of Dane Kelly, but if you follow any USL team, uh, you know who he is. He is the only centurion in USL, meaning he scored 100 goals, and he is the all-time Love leading better. goal scorer in USL. Um, and at the age of 32, he's no spring chicken, but he's not in the twilight of his career either. So I'm, I'm expecting am expecting. He's not as old as Christian play. Fuchs. No, no. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. Great call. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like he, 32 is not, in my mind, even close to the end of your career in 2023. Right. The ability to keep your body fresh, right. knowing that he's 32, coming back to this club, he could make a real impact. You know, he, he right. certainly could. And you add that with Gabrielle Obertong, on the squad you're Get talking about seats, you're talking about a, in the midfield. you're talking about experience in this squad that like I, you you want to go see yeah and, and watch this kind of soccer
2: yeah i mean experience as soccer players but also experience uh together this has been kind of a homecoming of an offseason for the independents they were able to resign almost all of their starters from last year uh, with notable exceptions of, of the Charlotte FC loan players, um,
1: yeah, Hegart is not
2: coming back anytime soon. <laughs> I wish uh, he was. He was really, <laughs> yeah. really, really fun to watch. A beast. Uh, last year, I want to say he. I read that he had. Uh, created the most chances per 90 minutes of any player in USL League. I don't see, don't yeah. quote me on that. I believe that. that's true. But I it's it sounds true. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. um,
1: might as well be true. <laughs> right. <And that's, laughs> for our purposes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I looked,
2: And that's per a uh, USL League One review if you follow him on, on Twitter. Um, so no Hagar, unfortunately, but uh, brought back most of the core of a team that made the playoffs, and it had a really good home campaign. It was strikingly similar to how FC did both those teams fared really well at home and had some road struggles so um, we've been so
1: so you bring back the core of a playoff team and add the all-time leading goal scorer (laughs) in USL history it seems like a team that's going to be a lot of fun to go watch
2: it should be and I'm not going to wait it should be a team that scores a lot of goals. I'll, I'll borrow from the uh, Michael Scott vernacular a little bit and say I'm not superstitious but I'm a little stitious. So
1: <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't want to jinx exactly. anything but yeah. based on past performance we should see a lot of goals scored and, and maybe uh, a few conceded. Um, hopefully more scored than conceded but um, yeah it's, it's been a homecoming. Yeah, Z- Zendejas is back? Zendejas is not back not but is. we have a worthy replacement in okay. Austin Pack who played okay. for UNCC and on the independence in 2021. Cool. Um, I think all but two of our off-season signings for the Independence were former Jacks. So Austin Pack, great goalkeeper 2021, if you were uh, present for that campaign and, and the playoff game in 2021. So, the Independence made the playoffs. They hosted the playoff. They won that home playoff game. We were the there. Sport. We were there. Right. Yeah, it was, right. it was a Amazing. great game. Yeah. And a real scored
1: off a corner, I Yeah, he did. Yeah, it, was yeah, a, it, yeah. it was a
2: headed corner? Yeah. Or did it fall down and I was I good? to his it was like a volley, half-volley. I think it was a half-volley. It Yeah, we were all, yeah, we were all right there. Oh, so. that was yeah. such a great night. In yeah. oh. a real precursor, I thought, to what we've seen with FC, that was the first sort of glimpse at the kind of fan culture that was going to be spawning, because FC were, of course, delayed their start for a year. So mm-hmm. um, that was fun. So Austin Pack is back. Joel Johnson, definitely an Independence OG. I mean, he's on the team as long as I can remember he's back as well from the full deck yeah right back from from 2021 um, and then add Dane L- Kelly close to send it
1: across from the, from what I remember of Joel for real that and,
2: and score he scored Good. in that playoff game as well a, a banger curling kind of a goal so Let's go. um, although we've we've lost you know some really real talent in Pegart neil Coas uh the independence have done a good job bringing back um, some I, I'd say fan favorites I, people love Dan Kelly they're, they're getting Joel the band Johnson. back together yeah exactly yeah, that's what it is yeah. it's like a reunion yeah. tour yeah. it's like let's yeah. get back together let's go win some silverware thank you so much
0: for mentioning Koa Santos because that's the first time his name has been mentioned in a long time in a long yeah. time on the show and we love the flying Hawaiian <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, sure. we miss him
2: yeah, he was, he was really good. He underway. went out west,
1: right? He's playing for some club out west, you know, I think. No, I
2: believe he's playing for Loudoun, which is oh, in okay, near so D.C. Oh, okay, so up north. Yeah, okay, my bad. Of, to yeah. Loudoun. My fault, sorry. Yeah, and then uh, Zendejas is at uh, Miami FC. Um, so a little bit of dice. for well, Quentin Neal, interestingly, still has not been signed as far as I know. Um, it's
1: crazy because as much as I didn't love him as a starter for Charlotte FC mm-hmm. in the middle of a playoff run last year, <laughs> I do think he's a talented player and like yeah, he's really young. So I'd love, he he had one of the best passes I've ever oh, seen. Last yeah, year. I remember so that one. Yeah, yeah I'd love, love to see him continue to play. Maybe is there is there still a chance to add to the roster for the Independents if they want to go yeah. with me or someone else or is it? Oh, ab- set?
2: absolutely. I mean, the, the typical trajectory is you'll, you'll often see big additions mid-season in the USL. So there's there's a bunch of guys who are vying to get on an MLS roster, right? And then MLS season starts, and they go, well, didn't make the cut. Let's see if I can get on a championship roster, right? Mm-hmm. As championship season starts uh, a little later. Um, and there's another group of guys that are like, well, I want to get on a championship roster. Well, if they don't make the cut, and then they're looking towards USL1. And then like halfway through the season, you'll often see, uh, and I'm being maybe a little presumptuous, but guys who aren't getting minutes in one of the higher leagues. And so they say, well, maybe I'll drop down a league, and I'll get some playing time. I want to be in the sure. field. I want to learn. I want to grow. I, so I don't see
1: a future for myself at Charleston Battery. Let's go to Charlotte Independence. <laughs> uh, you know, something exact? like yeah. yeah, something
2: to that yeah. effect. So there's there's always room for growth. I mean, the two teams in USL One that played in the final last year were teams that made kind of big moves mid-season to okay. boost the profile. So, um, so yeah, you just never know.
0: For me, I, I just I need to say quickly. Jump hearing in. There. Hearing you say that reminds me of the English soccer pyramid mm-hmm. and what I love so much about the sport. Right, and that there's an opportunity, there's a trickle down from the very top, and that's why I love the cups so much, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you get an opportunity to play against one another. But that trickle down from the top of the pyramid is so important, and that's why I'm on the record saying, like, I, I just do not appreciate MLS's just total monopolized version right. of
1: soccer. They're trying to create an MLS pyramid in, to replace the United States pyramid, which I agree with. Yes. That. I'm not, I'm not yeah. down. With
0: and, that. I, and that's why I've been a, an advocate of the independents and USL on this show for that exact mm-hmm. reason. Because even though... And maybe I'm being a little harsh on MLS, right? Because you're talking about guys... you know, there, There's communication between the leagues, right? There's a loan between Charlotte FC and the independents. And there's the ability to sign. But aside from that... There's no, like, financial connection between any of these clubs.
2: Uh, I mean, I would say that they are kind of adversaries, USL and MLS at this point. Uh, the loan arrangement is, is done and gone. I don't think we're going to see that anymore. MLS Next is a growing league. Yeah. Um, and I'm not anti-MLS right. Next. Like, Charlotte I, would be
1: more likely to send a player like McNeil or Hagar to the legacy now than the independent. That's what right? I would
2: assume. Um, yeah, and I think that might of be course. a good spot for someone like McNeil, who is under the age of 25, um, and, and I was one of the, the blessed few to see the preseason game, uh, or see really, yeah, so to that's see what it wasn't next. Was next at all. We, we mentioned, how, did we, how, how did you get into the game?
1: Yeah. You know, well. sometimes you just, <laughs> you just some act money. like
2: you belong and see if anyone's going to stop you. And yeah.
1: So, so John hinted at it earlier, Independence played a friendly against Crown Legacy. I think it was Crown Legacy's first ever match. That's, That's a good maybe. question. I I'm don't not, know. I'm not 100% sure about they, that. But it's, I believe they're all behind been. closed
2: doors. So. Yeah, and
1: it was behind closed doors, but this guy... I, thought Crown,
0: can... I thought Crown Legacy was going to have their own kits.
1: I don't, I don't know. They,
2: they I don't, may yet. They, they did not. They, they, did. They, they were yeah. wearing what?
1: They were wearing the yeah, uh, the regular were, kits. Carolina, okay. yeah. uh, all I want to know is... It just proves that we're all in the presence of a VIP right here with with Mr. Rumberger because he was able to
2: get behind those closed doors one way or the other. I felt a little special, yeah.
1: Was it one of those things where you just act like you belong and no no one questions you? Yeah, pretty uh, much.
2: I I just happened to be wearing an independence kit with a badge and I started to be questioned and they looked, oh, independence. And just kind of waved me through like that. Brilliant. Smart. (laughs) Uh, So what did you
1: see? Like... uh, I know it was probably a, a pride thing. It was good for independence to be able to beat Crown Legacy because, like mm-hmm. you said, there's that adversarial relationship. Charlotte Darby, now. it's the first. It's Charlotte Darby. Yeah. Um,
2: well, the the main thing I saw that I. I kept my mouth shut about was Dane Kelly on the, really? the <laughs> okay, Dane you Kelly? knew he was coming yeah, <laughs> you know, that's funny because it had been a couple so of years now so now we know we can trust you right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's one yeah, way to scout right. I mean honestly yeah. go to the practice if you really want to see who the new players are you know, you go to the no pre- practices mm-hmm. go to the training so um, what I saw was a, a highly motivated uh, crown legacy team that played with a lot of intensity and I I thought possession in the midfield um, they really went for it and at first I don't think the independents were kind of quite as up for it um, uh, and it was sort of a morning game but it, in the end the independents were more clinical uh, which I think you'd expect from um, a team again that brought back their core players you know um, they were able to put their chances away whereas Crown Legacy created some chances but just couldn't seem to finish I don't know who th- is going to step up on um, that team and be a finisher but I thought the midfield was solid the passing was good um, the defense for Crown Legacy was a little out of position at times that led to some easier opportunities, but they're I mean they're literally a young team in the sense obviously the players are young, but also they're a new team finding their footing. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how their season shakes out.
0: I've got to say it's a bad look for Crown Legacy to lose to the independents <laughs> at their first You match. know Independence did not want to lose that is, match. Is so. is someone within the NMLS MLS organization here in Charlotte gonna score a goal this season? <laughs> really good question. <laughs> I mean we
1: we expect USL one to be a higher level than next pro though, right? Like we it would be yeah, uh, it would be just there's just uh, Next Pro just has a little bit of sort of the <clears throat> high school talent feel to it you know like it, credit to Charlotte FC like one of the reasons you shouted out Zoran Cornetta as such a great GM which you were challenged on by uh, by the uh, way yeah. by one of the TIFOs which at some point you may want to that, that's going to be a bonus episode but yeah that'll be a bonus episode for sure why Cornetta is a top 5 GM uh, despite the one angry tweeter who came at you but the the uh, the reason I rate Zorn so highly is because he's getting creative and like being like, Hey, yeah. there's no salary cap in Crown Legacy, let's yeah. just go over, overpay for like great young talents. Yeah, and see it's what not happens, exactly you know? like
0: yeah. about the names, it's just about the strategy right. at yeah, this point. Exactly. And I like that. Right? That that should sure. ultimately pay off. That's but what it comes down to. That with.
1: makes you feel like Crown Legacy should be a team that competes for the MLS next pro title, you would have to think with that much <laughs> money being spent on talent. And so they probably want to beat Independence, but overall I would say USL1 is a higher level than what most next pro teams are going to be. Whether Where Independence and Crown Legacy fit on that, we'll have to see. Independence has the, the, the scoreboard right now with the one uh, victory. I want to ask mm-hmm. you this, Mike, mm-hmm. which is, let me make my case real quick for going, like if you're a Charlotte FC fan who's never seen Charlotte Independence play, mm-hmm. the pitch that I would make to you is that it's, it's just as fun, it's uh, more intimate, it's still a party it's a little more family friendly and it's just such a great stadium Memorial Stadium with the views of Uptown like it's just such a great place to watch a soccer match and like see the sun go down over the skyscrapers down mm-hmm. uptown and stuff like that it's so, a great venue so like 100 you can't go wrong for me going to USL one match but you go to a lot more than I do so <laughs> you can make an even stronger pitch what what do you have to say to people that might be on the fence about whether or not to go how can you convince them
2: you know I, I think you just made an excellent. Yeah. It's right there. I mean, <laughs> American Legion Memorial Stadium. I stole your answer. Stole a little, a little answer bit, yeah. Bad. It's it's yeah, a fantastic You answered yeah. your own question. I right? did. yeah, yeah. Do <laughs> you want me to talk to top you? Like. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was a great pitch. Uh, American Legion Memorial Stadium is. Uh, wonderful stadium it is an intimate venue um and you do in the summer months uh, just like we're an
1: independent podcast right sure yeah you get
2: these fantastic views of the charlotte skyline and Mm -hmm. sunset and the past two years you've seen a lot of goals i mean if you like you're a soccer fan that wants to see goals i am unabashedly I, i like goals you know some people are more into the one nil tactical win and a win's a win i like a win but you know i'd rather win five to two than one nil if i can and uh, we we saw some really good ones last year. Um, uh, Omar Sisk, you mentioned his name earlier. Scored an absolute maker. the baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, scored an absolute banger, uh, half volley from outside the box, clipped the underside of the crossbar. This was in the final. Uh, home game of of the year for the independence an eventful Um, night what it was i'm not going to get into that here but not this maybe maybe next week but um but it was a a fantastic goal and it ended up winning uh gold season in usl league Hell yeah, i voted for it i mean i I would say i'm I'm kind of an advocate for the quote-unquote lower leagues of of soccer i think there's way more quality there than people realize Mm -hmm. and i think that was born true maybe a little bit in the birmingham preseason game which you know I'm, i'm Charlotte FC were the better team, I think, pretty clearly, but it wasn't as easy, maybe, as, as some folks would have thought three three two score lines. So,
0: and and, and by the way, I, I, even though it's a derby, Charleston looked pretty good too. There was <laughs> there was moments where Charleston had in the match as well. There was there was some opportunities there for for that club as well. They they beat Charlotte FC last season, All right? So True. let's not yeah, taking anything away from game, there, yeah. uh, from them. So it just this, by the way, uh, this is not an, not an advertisement. I just do want to say this. You can, you can go to charlotteindependence.com. Um, and you can get tickets and you can buy the new kit that, that launched today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a sweet, simple blue kit. A little that, bit of a deeper blue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That you know, fits in with the, the color scheme but is super unique. In that, um, if you if you have a kit collection, this is definitely something you'd probably. I think want to
1: the add. the Charlotte FC blue. I think I know this from ordering the banner that we made for uh, <laughs> the show. It's called Process Blue C. That's where it is on the Pantone <laughs> scale. Process Blue C. Okay. So uh, it, I'd call it kind of a skyish blue. Whereas the Charlotte Independence blue is more of a deep royal blue, like almost yeah. closer to a Chelsea blue. But it's a good look for sure.
0: No, it's a great look. So go there. Make sure you go to the website. Try to get some tickets. You know, get a kit, hang out, and if you. Are going to go to one game this season? Go to the game on the 18th. You know, go to that go to the game on the 18th because we're going to be we're going to be there at the match. We're going to be hanging in the supporters section with the Mech reserves, and we're going to walk back over here to is, Elizabeth Parlor Room after the match and then watch Charlotte FC. It's going to be like a celebration of soccer in this city. We
1: we mentioned earlier in this episode before you jumped in, Mike, that we're a mm-hmm. li- we're a little disconcerted, a little just put off by some of the supporter group drama that mm-hmm. we've seen in the Charlotte FC world. How's the Mech Reserve relationship with the Independent Soldiers? Are you guys fighting? <laughs> or are there subtweets going oh on and people uh, trolling each other? Or what's, what's the deal w- there? I
2: would say we're a very drama-free supporters group. Our, <laughs> our touchstone is always, is it fun? Are we having fun? Because mm-hmm. that's what it's really about. Soccer and, and right. getting together um, shouldn't be... Something that adds drama to your life in the bad way. I mean obviously like late equalizers Mm -hmm. wins that you want that kind of drama But I mean I think we're pretty drama free. We're close friends. We like to hang out. We like to tailgate. We love soccer Um, So yeah, I mean the the Ultras um, I'd say uh, In in real life we see them at at the games and hang out They're not really into tailgating incidentally, so I don't see them at the tailgates very often, but I I would say um, within the independence Supporters' realm, not not a whole lot of drama. We're all pretty pretty amicable. For what it's worth, you can criticize me for never being at a Charlotte FC tailgate.
1: It's
0: not just about the tailgating, but May not make <laughs> it I, love a, I love a tailgate. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't yeah, yeah, like
1: it? Sure, yeah. I gotta get, gotta get down to the uh, uh, in the, the sunshine. Uh, yeah, we need we'll go in the summertime for sure. I just
0: I, the only th- the only thing that I, I just wish. You know Tepper would have spent a little bit of money just to beautify the area a little bit right know? exactly like you own you own the right. lot you know this is where right. he's tailgating right. but he's paid, just like he's just could have like paved the thing in the oh, off season just, know, know, for sure yeah. you know yeah. no yeah. doubt
1: yeah, yeah so well, I, well how about this how about rent out Romare Bearden Park for pregame tailgates <laughs> we,
0: we've had Tepp. this discussion many many times Tepp. you know what that does yeah, it costs know, money but I have to bring it and up that money's time. going towards yeah. Enzo Capetti and and a big and, and the most and the club in Concacaf who spent the most money in transfer fees over the last year. But hey, I, there's an asterisk there because remember, you build a roster, you're
1: gonna have to yeah, buy. you got to spend a ton of people. You but, spend money uh, to make money.
0: Mike, it's awesome to have you on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. A lot of information. I think having you a part of the, the the team here is amazing because the, the season's just going to get started. We're going to be pay, paying attention to the club the entire season. Um, we're going to try to hang out with with um, both. Really, vibes that happen in Charlotte <laughs> yeah. soccer. Right? And Mike,
1: you're one of the reasons that Charlotte is a soccer city. So
2: keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, no doubt cool. about it. Thank you. I, I feel really uh, blessed and privileged to, to be here, and for us to have so many teams. I mean, right. it, for a city this size to have three pro teams, we're, we're really spoiled for, for choice. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to go to even more games.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's an amazing point, and it's a good way to end the show. Um, so I'm John Hayes. He's Mike Humberger. Mm-hmm. and. Star of the production, <laughs> Mr. Danny
1: Rams. And as always, for the crown, baby. Cheers.